after law school, within six months, I defaulted on my school loans. Hi everyone, Elle Ballard is here with you today and I have my special guest with us today and I'm excited for this conversation. Hi Kim, welcome. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Um, I think it's going to be a great conversation, but before we jump uh, into it, I want to introduce Kim first. Kim Curtis is committed to creating a new paradigm around money prosperity, and abundance. Her mission is to reveal life's best-kept secrets for the mastery of money. Kim is considered among the world's foremost experts in building wealth consciousness. She has directly worked with thought leaders, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and countless individuals looking to create an impact and a flourishing, prosperous life. It's her experience that helps people change the way they think about money and life. I love that. Welcome again, Kim. Thank you. And that brings me to my first question. Right after I usually make these introductions, I always am curious, how did your life path lead you to this work? Believe it or not, I ended up in Finance L by a quiz. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How many people, how many listeners or viewers uh, know someone in human resources where you do one of those psychological career type quiz and finance came up as something that I would do well in? However, that was certainly not my original background. My background, I actually uh, moved out from New York to Denver, Colorado uh, and uh, to go to law school. And I became an expert in uh, negotiation, mediation, arbitration, and moved to Salt Lake City to uh, start an office for that organization. So I was kind of entrepreneurial, not entrepreneurial. But what happened is I rose up in the organization and I was no longer doing settlement conferences. And I became more like a spokesperson. Mm -hmm. And so at 30 is when I took that quiz and it came out that to take those skill sets of negotiation, mediation, and move that into money, hello, what do most people argue over as couples or even individuals with themselves uh, is money. And so I have been doing what I do today for the last almost 30 years. Wow. Wow. Such an interesting how, such an interesting way to land, you know, this kind of career through this. It's so interesting, right? That's how that happens in life. Like that path is never clear. And then we take this, this different um, turns to, to get to where we supposed to be. I love that. Beautiful. Thank Completely you unrelated. And yet the skill set is transferable because it's so easy for me to hold the space in the room mm -hmm. to allow, say, for a spouse to share where maybe they did not have the opportunity to share mm -hmm. earlier. And yeah. so that skill set actually transfers extremely well. Yeah, yeah. I like to ask this question because we are women of the world network. So we are multinational uh, community. So no, no matter where you were born and how you grew up and the city and the cultural differences, I like to ask this question. How has your background limited or favored you? I grew up in a very small town in upstate New York. And when I was 14, my parents got divorced. And my mom got full custody of three teenage girls. She had no employable skills. 
And wow. so she applied for and received government assisted lunches. And I would get this red ticket. It was actually like a paper raffle ticket that I would have to hand to the cashier at lunch every day. Mm-hmm. And the shame around that, the not enough that my parents were divorced, that my mom couldn't afford money, that I was poor. I mean, it, that carried through. However, my mom had one really, really strong value. And that was to get your education because no one could take it away from you because that's what happened to her. She ended up not finishing high school because my dad got drafted in the war. And so they got married three months before she graduated from high school. So I did, I went to undergrad and went to law school as I just described. But what happened is after law school, within six months, I defaulted on my school loans. Mm -hmm. I had no business understanding money, debt, the impact of that debt on my credit report Mm. and what that meant. Yeah. And what happened, Ella, is that I had an anonymous donor pay $1,000 on my school loan debt. And the fact that, you know, I always say how you do money is how you do life. If your head is in the sand on money, trust me, you have other areas that you're ignoring. Yeah. Because money is this invisible thread that connects every aspect of our lives as much as we don't want to admit it. And so the fact that I opened my bill, the statement to see that it went down was quite remarkable in itself. And what happened, it was really incredible. I, um, it was almost like a snap Mm -hmm. because it was anonymous. I couldn't ask them why me or what do you want from me? I actually had to have that conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. So if someone believed in me that much, who is it that they believe in? Do I believe in me? And if I do, who is that person going to be? Yes. And that was the start of me becoming where I am today is that I literally at that moment recognized that I was responsible for the outcomes of my life. Mm -hmm. Sure. Things happen all around us. Yes. That we have no control over, but we do have control over our choices or our responses. And that's when I recognized from this point forward that I do believe in myself. It was almost like love, if I were to really be candid. It was like someone did something so enormously beautiful and that love translated into, for me, uh, self-compassion and self-respect. And I think it was that awareness, that consciousness that created that. Wow. So that's why I, I, that's what, and, and it was a decade later before I ended up in finance, but that was the start of really recognizing who I wanted to be and taking res- responsibility for it. Yeah. And of course, we never learn about money in school. <laughs> no, <laughs> so regardless of where we are from. Yeah. Yes. Right. And so we don't know where to get that um, mm-hmm. education from. Right. Um, but I love how the dots were connecting. And, and um, you know, I love and thank you for sharing all of that, because that I now I get a such a clear picture why you do your work today <laughs> because of your personal experiences you know mm-hmm. shaping it yeah. um yeah and and that uh, understanding that it's really up to me yeah it's it's so beautiful um having that awareness it's it's almost you know <laughs> um so good 
So from then on, you decided to, so you took the steps, you finished your education and you, you entered the world of, you know, the money education mm -hmm. and supporting um, people with, with all of the, and I didn't actually name the certifications. Uh, in good, the bio, good. There are so many <laughs> great ones and, and kudos to you that you, you have all of those. That's amazing. Um, not sure I think that was my insecurity early in life that I had to get all of those designations to mm -hmm. believe in myself. And as women, think of how often oh, we yes. do that external self of, of that acceptance of the outside world. And that's, I think, what I did with those designations early on in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally relate to that <laughs> as a woman. Yes, yes, definitely. But I, but I believe it's also important. I guess it's it's part of our past too. And then um, somehow it's it's still knowledge and education for us. Um, when you started building this business with with working with people, um, I can imagine there are so many skills, right? That we we have to sharpen. You know, working with people, working with money, working with different kinds of people, personalities, mindsets, beliefs. What is your biggest lesson, uh, or something you had to overcome while building your business as a woman? In a field, legal and law are both fields that do not have necessarily a lot of women, or women that succeed in that space give up potentially a lot. Uh, to be successful. So I, I honestly would say that the number one thing to be successful around money, not necessarily, I mean, obviously we know in the nature of our work, whether it's finance or law, what we have to do to show up in terms of talent, knowledge, communication skills, all of that. But I want to talk specifically about money. Uh, because as women, oftentimes, we don't feel like we deserve it, or we don't feel like that's our space that we sometimes pass that off to our mate. Mm -hmm. And I think what's most important, and I already mentioned it, and that really is coming back with consciousness around money and, and that self-love and self-compassion to be able to say, yes, I deserve it. Mm, yes. And I think once you say, yes, I deserve it, and I believe I'm worthy because self-worth is your net worth. I really believe that, that self-worth equals net worth. Mm -hmm. And if you can start just there yeah. as a one little beginning step, yes, things will start to unfold because you'll be more aware and more alert and you'll start to see different things around you that will allow for opportunities, whether you're an entrepreneur, because remember money has no value other than the value we give it. So if you think about money is looking for you, not the opposite. Mm -hmm. So if you understand if money is looking for you, what ideas do you have for it to become of use to the world? Mm -hmm. And ideas are abundant. Yeah. It's unlimited. So if you recognize that money is tied to ideas and it's unlimited and we have all kinds of ideas. And if many of the listeners or, or viewers probably keep journals, take one or two and start working towards that idea. And then course correct, course correct, because it's just the start. That's so amazing. And it's it's such a needed conversation. Um, and what I've realized in building a business as a as a woman um as well, and coming from the corporate world, I've realized it's so different when and, and I've been in direct sales before, you know, and I've realized it's so different when I charge somebody else's product or I sell or I market 
because my, my background is marketing or I sell or market somebody else's product versus mine. And that's when I really, you know, started facing all of that you, you speaking about. And it's so true. I love how you connecting um, networks with your self-worth. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I love that in building a business. What I also realized is the more we charge as women, the more we keep, the more we, sh we get to share with the world because that's how we operate. I love that. That's so I true. Yeah. And it's, and that's kind of the realization I came when it comes to money. It's such an interesting journey. <laughs> so I love the work that you do because I think it's so needed, you know, and, uh, and again, we never, we were never taught about, and I grew up in a different country and I was never, it doesn't matter. Like you said, it doesn't matter where you grew up. It, like it was not given to me. Um, and I was, I, I grew up in a different environment, the, the way, the money was circulating in that economy it was completely different environment. So unlearning that. So interesting. So thank you for sharing that. So good. Oh, you're welcome. So we are women of the world network. And I always love, love, love because everyone, of course, every woman is part of the world uh, or, you know, and uh, the woman of the world. But I like to ask this question when you hear woman of the world, what does it mean for you to be a woman mm -hmm. of the world? open-minded, <laughs> uh, of cultures, experienced, independent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I spent a month in Southeast Asia mm -hmm. and we went to, um, we'd already been to Thailand, but we went to Vietnam, Myanmar and Cambodia. And Myanmar is a country that's relatively unbanked. Mm -hmm. So when you go to a place that's unbanked from a financial background to see that trust is so important because if you don't trust, you're not going to use the banking system. Yeah. yeah. And so that was fascinating to think of capitalism yeah. as we know it and to think that the world needs capitalism is really um, like, who are we to say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who yeah. are we to say that? It, it very sounds very imperialistic. And yet on the other hand, to think of, of abundance and joy and well-being mm -hmm. yes and to be able to come up with conscious capitalism then i think as women of the world or people of the world we become greater at how we can change that how can we change that story yes i love that how this conversation this whole conversation today is about abundance and all of this you know, uh, we are as women of the world, we are leading and, you know, it's up to us to change that. I cannot, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I cannot even imagine being in the country, you know, where it's, but it's interesting. I, I bet it's an interesting experience. Well, and we're half the population. Yeah. Yeah. And so whether it's exactly. micro loans mm -hmm. in certain parts of the world, that it's usually women that are getting those micro loans because women build up the people around them. Yes. Uh, exactly. and, and all boats rise with the rising tide. And I think that the more aware we can be as women of the world around money and our communities and our families, the more our world will lift up yes. that more people have a place of, I guess, a state of being. Um, I so agree. Versus survival. Yes. Yes, versus lack and, lack and survival. Yes, I love that. And the, the boats rising is my favorite quote, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you almost quoted, but yeah, I know I know what you meant because I love <laughs> that quote. And it's so true. Mm -hmm. 
because that's yeah. how we operate mm -hmm. um, you know because we cannot we, we have to do it together and we, we raise raise everybody mm -hmm. up i love that now i love 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 again i love the work you do i think it's so important and there are so many great questions that could be asked and different mm -hmm. we can take it so many different directions mm -hmm. but i do wanna and we kind of touched on that a little bit here um previously but i want to go back to how the the topic of how our money relationship how our relationship with money starts on the inside mm. and i mm. kind of want to elaborate more a little bit on that topic and, and 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 explain to our listeners right what we what we mean by that and why that is important we we actually touched on it maybe two or three different times in a different way. So if we could bring those all together, uh, my story initially was an inside story uh, mm -hmm. of self-worth and self-love and self-respect. And that was that snap. And it has to start, that's that inside. It has to be inside versus outside. Mm -hmm. When it's external, like I need money, I need money. Um, then it, Then you can't add your values to it and you're not magnetic enough for it to find you. Mm-hmm. So I grew up outside of Buffalo, New York, and Buffalo straddles the Canadian border and the state of New York. And what is there is the vast, beautiful Niagara Falls. Yes. And that falls at one time powered the streetcars in oh. Buffalo, New York. And eventually the energy from those falls powered the lights of New York City. Wow. But it wasn't the Niagara Falls itself. It was the power plants that lined its banks. Yes. Money is the same way. Money needs each of us to become something, to be of value to others. Mm. And so when you understand that it's this inside job of who you are and being conscious around who you are and understanding what was the money story when you were younger, did your parents talk about money? Uh, were you around it? Was it a conversation of joy or was it a conversation of struggle? Mm -hmm. And unpack that. Is that your story today? How is it serving you? I have a girlfriend who her father would always say, money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah. And so right. she believed that money doesn't buy happiness. So she was preventing herself from happiness. Mm -hmm. And once she started to recognize that that was actually a myth, mm -hmm. what is true around that, she was able to unpack her own story and then make it more productive. Yeah. So I, I think it starts with, as you mentioned it, limiting beliefs. Yeah. Um, and turning them into empowering yes. beliefs around money. Because everything in our life starts with a belief. And if we really believe it, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. change it. It's true for you. Right. So that's why it's an inside job, not an outside job. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And the fact that we look at things in life from our own perspective, and that's why going back to that belief, um, we give it energy, we make it alive. Um, but I also love how you touched on the childhood uh, programming and beliefs that we grow up with because, and, and we briefly touched on it in the background conversation because it's so big. Uh, sometimes we don't realize we, we, we it sits in us, uh, in our subconscious minds, right? And I love that. For me, it was that um, the belief that I have to work hard and some days I still catch myself and correct, but it's, you know, at first with that awareness, right, to, okay, 
that's this is what that connects to uh, and that's one big step because I have seen my parents work very hard growing up you know for money and so this connection for me was always something that I, I didn't know that something else exists outside of that <laughs> well and it could be generational Al it could be not only your parents your great your yes. grandparents, your great grandparents all flow through. And if you know the genealogy of your family tree, yeah. it helps give insight as to the behaviors that have come through to you. Mm-hmm. And it could be, we're talking familiar, but it could be culturally. Yes. It could be gender-based. Gender-based, right. Social mm-hmm. issues. There are so many things that are on top of our money story yes. that we need to unpack. I mean, if you think about the conversation, the words around money and capitalism, they're they're male based. Mm-hmm. It's male words that as women, they it's not like we lean into gross domestic product or the Federal Reserve or inflation. Yeah. Those words mean nothing to us, but our family does, our community does, taking care of our aging parents, all of those matter. And all of those are tied to the money story. I <laughs> love this conversation. So good. Alrighty, so I'm going to move on to the rapid fire questions that will finish our conversation today. And uh, by the way, if you are loving this conversation, we're going to post links how to connect uh, with Kim and to continue this conversation to to learn for yourself. So we will post it in the comments if you're listening to it, check it out. Um, But if you are ready, I have only five rapid fire questions. (laughs) If you're ready. I'm ready. Let's go for it. Awesome. Your favorite book name is? Being Mortal. Oh, I love that book. Mm -hmm. Being Mortal by uh, Atul Gawande. And it's about medicine and what matters in the end. Mm, So it really kind of, as you get close, like whether you're dealing with an aging parent, um, like what are the important things? We tend to say, keep them alive at all costs. No, that may not be what's important to your parent. Mm-hmm. And particularly in the United States, our healthcare system yeah. is out of whack. So if you understand the answers to those questions, it's really a powerful book to help parents, aging parents. Mm-hmm. And for you, as someone that may have to assist with them, yes. know what is right and what questions to ask them. Mm-hmm. Being Thank mortal. You. To check that out. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that one. Okay, beach or mountains? Oh, beach, no doubt. I mean, look behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Favorite international destination to visit? Paris. Oh, yes. Me too. It's so funny. A lot of the a lot of the women ask this question. A lot of women say Paris. How can we not? (laughs) (laughs) The city of love. (laughs) Yes. Summer or winter? Summer. And last one is things that you have discovered about yourself recently that i can laugh at a lot of different things <laughs> <laughs> and humor definitely helps get through some some sometimes parenting difficulties <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that's something i needed here today thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Kim, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Thank you for taking the time. And again, if you listeners enjoyed this conversation, check out um, Kim's links and connect with her. And I will see you all and hear you all later. Bye.